and welcome to another episode of Dawn of the Harbinger. I have the team all here. We are working to the final and end of the series. Dun, 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 dun. I have Becca, Max, Evan, and Jackie here with us. Let's talk about what happened last time, guys. Who wants to do uh, the recap? I'll I'll do it. I got this. Sure. Oh, thanks, Flack. I don't have to do one this time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so last session found our heroes on a planet that they'd staged something of their rebellion from a place. They'd been coordinating a striking place for some time and looking anticipatorily toward a final conflict with the Harbinger. Uh, the Knights of Udbanar, uh, showed up at, um, the request of Malokia who'd hoped that they would join and become a part of the, uh, effort to reclaim the galaxy from the Sith. Um, they joined, uh, they started to try to track down what they believed was the planetary presence of some wraiths. Uh, those wraiths included Frizz, who dropped Gareth off a cliff. Uh, the Harbinger uh, itself showed up in atmosphere. Uh, something happened with the Gill Bombs. Uh, we don't necessarily know what happened. Planetary bombardment took place. Uh, Mel identified a locator beacon on herself, managed to remove it. And with some difficulty, the assembled group uh, crewed up into their various spacecrafts, organic or otherwise, launched themselves toward the Harbinger, and with much difficulty, managed to evade the defense turrets, the, the protections from that capital ship, and have now made their way on board, uh, splitting up into two groups because... At this point, having played an RPG together for just over two years, we do, yes, split the party. <laughs> um, Gand and Mel are heading off toward Frizz's central chamber, while the rest of the party pursues their own cryptic agenda. Um, and with that said, pretty good recap. Thanks. That was amazing. Uh, it was. Um, I sure Evan would have done. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, look, I don't claim to be good at this. I just claim to be the one that does it. <laughs> let's go ahead and... Um, I just am the one that does it. I never said I was a role model. Let's give y'all some XP, because we haven't given any in a little bit. Your last yeah. bit before you die horribly. Correct. Poor. I mean, it worse. We could have gotten no XP for this. And still died horribly. Correct. <laughs> Uh, let's give everybody 17. Ooh, baby, 17. While you use that uh, XP and figure out what you're going to do, make sure that you roll me a force die so I can see how often I'm going to be using these. I mean, um... Don't like it. Oh, we're starting all off white. Yeah! Yeah! I if I rolled or not, so... Yeah, and you did. Uh, you got I'm not bite. seeing the results. <laughs> You you did real good. Yeah. Okay. Um, it may be a pretty crazy night because uh, I've been shooting sort of liege since we've been talking for about hey, 30 I mean, minutes. Oh. I'm getting into character too. You drinking too? <laughs> All right. Becca, well, we're waiting on yours. For hopefully the last time. Oh, we are split. Uh, we are lit. Not ideal. At least some of you are lit. No, split. Oh. Too light, too dark. <laughs> it's okay, I'll be flipping those pretty quickly. I mean, uh, using them to admire... No, I mean... 
having everything done. <laughs> you may spend your points, so take a little bit of time. Um, also, uh, there still is a major battle going on outside. So even while y'all are inside the Harbinger, heading to where you're supposed to go, and I believe it was Gand and Malokia are going to the main chambers. We're going to Frizz. Yeah, you're going to the chambers, and Gilbot and Gareth are going to the bridge. We're hijacking this thing. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awful if someone finally ran to Frizz and said, hey, Chad's dead. It <laughs> just... Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> she would just immediately level up. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Okay, so I have elected to put my points into the Seresu Defender Signature Ability Fated Duel. And that does? Uh, I actually it, uh, didn't read what the ability did. I just figured that was really appropriate. It's just really cool. <laughs> I'm just uh, throwing stuff at the wall and hopefully it sticks. It allows you to play copyrighted music on Twitch? No. <laughs> Uh, probably not. Maybe. I think it's five seconds. <laughs> five seconds is the rule. Yeah. yeah I think so. <laughs> okay, I'll tell I'll tell y'all what it does. I, I can uh, I can pull it up here. I've got it on another sheet. So, uh, faded duel. Once per game session during a combat encounter, the character may spend two destiny points and make a discipline check to challenge another character. If successful, the two characters are locked in a fated duel for three rounds. For the duration of the duel. The two dueling characters can only make attacks targeting each other, and no other characters can target the dueling character with attacks or otherwise intervene. So a major taunt. Yeah, basically. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And then that's very cool. She's able to take the upgrade Cosmic Balance, um, which is while the Fated Duel is active, when the character, my character, suffers a critical injury... I flip a dark side destiny point over to a light side destiny point. Gil? Mm, I'm still figuring it out. Probably computers or brawl. <laughs> still pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe not quite as cool. <laughs> I put a point in... Ranged light, because I haven't done that this entire campaign. <laughs> uh, I start. I made. I put one in there when I made my character, and not since. Audience, uh, I hope you've enjoyed our role play because our strategy is terrible. <laughs> oh. Dude, my ranged light is crazy. Let me find it. It's for me. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's uh, two yellow and three green. Whoa! That's your range attack. Yeah. Why haven't what you been using hell? guns this entire time? <laughs> I don't know. I have a complex. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, uh, Malokia, uh, as with everything else, is good at things that require you to be smart or use a lightsaber. <laughs> well, that's fun. Let's see if either of these are actually going to help. Mm -hmm. 
with a 6 XP. That's a really strange number. Let's try one. Nope, not that one. <laughs> is my cat, by the way. I was. I think I, I just like holler at anime characters. I like. I assumed that, but then I realized I didn't really have any information on which to base that. So. Wish I had one more experience. What would one more experience get you? Uh, it would give me the ability to buy one of these twenty cost twenty as opposed to dealing with the fact that I have nineteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could get two more wounds. Hmm. Let the light side die. Or, or challenge where I, I get to when a combat check is made by an engaged foe and it generates a threat or no, a despair or three threat, I may stagger the attacker until the end of their next turn. Hugo chop. Uh Gareth, you need to set your strain to zero, by the way. Don't forget that. If skills that gives me anything, oh yeah, I have not twenty. <laughs> so, okay. oh yeah, I have to open up Sky Dice. Yo, Sky I'm Jedi. Dice. Dice. Com. Wait, did we get a Gilbot uh, Force roll then? If you haven't opened it yet, I don't know. Oh wait, yeah, I did. What's I must have exited out of it. But yes, I rolled the life side die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no need to re-roll then. We can re-roll Or a dark side. I rolled a dark side die. Oh, you should probably re-roll that. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. All right, so... I, I bought a point of stealth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have... I have I, I removed black dice from stealth, but I've never actually put points in it, so... That might be useful. Right at the very end. All right. So I want everybody to do a standard initiative roll. And whoever gets the most successes, we will go with their party first. Is this cool or vigilance? This is a a cool check because y'all have to be cool when you're doing it. I'm cool. Mel has the same stat. I'm edgy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Mel. far better at cool. Uh, uh, like, everybody's only got one success right now. No, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My computer's being chuggy, so... You're fine. Wait, what? what's our parties? Uh, who's with who again? You're with uh, Gareth. I thought so. So unless... Gan rolls an astronomical, amazing success. I don't know what he's got to do is get two right. successes. Let's be real. We're just rolling to see who gets to die first. Yeah. The advantage <laughs> is the tiebreaker, right? Yeah. Uh, but we don't roll negative die for the yeah, initiative. Oh. So we have even more advantage. Even more. Damn it. More. All right. We're going to freeze. Gil, you need to roll again, though. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you just were going to count the symbols in the first two die or, you know what I mean? Let's wait and see. Here's the definitive roll. 
Uh oh. Uh oh. Three. Are we tied? Three. We are tied. So we go to the advantages, and Gareth and Gilbot go first. Ooh. It's because he had a rate on who's cool. I, I understand. Yeah. All right. So we are heading to the bridge. Um, you get first death. I mean, um, first chance to die. If I recall correctly, <laughs> I uploaded a map yes. after breaking to a terminal, so everyone is pretty comfortable with knowing where everything's at. Yes, uh, everybody knows where they're supposed to go. Uh, and has a radio that you can communicate with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's well, solid. Let us ascend to the bridge. I will be your navigator for this journey. She pulls out her gun. Uh, let's go. <laughs> I don't remember seeing you with a gun before, but yeah, okay, sure. I do have one. I have a... Just like pull it out of your chest cavity. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, a TT-24 holdout blaster. All right. Well, You've been let's holding rock and roll. Yeah. I, I'm very pacifistic. <laughs> I prefer to create life, not destroy life. <laughs> you created life as a series of bombs. <laughs> Cana <Kano> last dose. <laughs> yeah, we're basically heading directly to the bridge. Okay. We're going to basically what? rest control from yeah. the bridge. All right. Be, yeah. Being cautious, we're not going to run directly to any people. Um, I mean, you know. You know, I mean, Here. if we can get a... Are you taking the boys with you, or are you going just you two? Ooh, I forgot we had tag-alongs. Um, we're going to take them. We're going to take them with us. Yeah. You said that like they were cookies. <laughs> so you're going to take them with you? Yeah, we're taking them with so us. So stealth is not an option, then? Uh, I mean, not yet. Until you ditch them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, y'all. Y'all start making your way up. You can definitely hear what's going on outside. Uh, you can tell there's a major battle going on. the The ship sh is shaking. Um, explosions happen. You know, debris starts flying through. You're ducking back and forth. You know, figuring out what's going on. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, it, it it's not even kind of. It is very very distracting and very scary. And that's the best way to put it because you'll be walking along all of a sudden, like an explosion will happen and you feel like this built. The part of the room is like sucked out in the atmosphere and like doors shut behind you as you quickly move through because airlock seals are going off type thing. And you can feel that, you know, the turbo lasers and all the lasers on the Harbinger just like pounding away. And alarms going like crazy. I feel like at this point, Gareth has been uh, afraid most of his life. But in the current moment, he knows that if somehow from the outside they just like they're able to destroy this ship, it'll be better, and he won't have to deal with this crap anymore. So he's like, "It's fine." Like, either we get out of this and we solve the problem, or we don't and the problem's solved for us. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, 
as y'all are making your way, I mean, you're being pretty cautious. You're trying to make sure that you don't, you know, you said you didn't want to make any waves or get anybody in on you while you're trying to go. You're trying to be inconspicuous uh, as much as possible. Um, you're sitting there trying to move along. You know, you kind of wait a minute to see if a patrol comes by and then keep moving. Um, Gil, you hear in your comms, Mom, 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 Mother, Mother. Hello. Mother. Hello. Are you present and accounted for? I am. We are waiting. What do you Should want we... us to do? Is there a rendezvous point for you that you've been assigned? No, we're waiting on you to tell us where to go. Please hold. Uh, Gil immediately looks over to Gareth. Uh, I have reconnectioned with uh, Gilboy. Did we have Are, a specific instruction for him? If he can get into this ship through the same way we did, or any other way, then reinforcements in here are going to be the priority. Uh, she goes back into her headspace. Gilboy, can you accompany me on this ship? Just me? You and your party of friends are invited. I will see how many we can fit. Excellent. We are going to the bridge. I will send you coordinates of the map and our location. You can check on my previous recording equipment to see how we have access to ship ourselves. Should I make the most direct route or follow your path? I think the most direct route would be most appropriate. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you. I will see you soon. Okay. Um, you hear an explosion come off from, uh, off in the distance on your left-hand side. Um, you can tell that something major has hit the Harbinger as you're going in. Um, you make your way up and you pretty much have been pretty calm in the way you've approached. You're not, you know, rushing forward. You're not, you know, pushing it, but you notice that every once in a while you stop and someone dressed in, you know, the typical Seth garbs, but is not a lightsaber user, has kind of just, like, looked at you, peered, and then ran away. You saw it quite a few times. Probably about three or four times that they have not paid attention to you as much. Sorry, like us as a party or me directly? Both. Just looking mm. at you and looking at you you and your group of people. And they're like, they look at you and then turn away. Can I discern if they're trying to actively avoid us or if they're like trying to gather intel on us? Uh, they're actively avoiding you. Hmm. All right. Gil, let me know if there are any surrounding hallways that um, that we can try to cut this person off from. It's not one individual, though. Oh, it's a group of people. Yeah, it's just like every so often someone will be like, 
walk by, they notice you, and they kind of look at you and then run away. Hmm. Perhaps they are civilians. Are there Sith civilians? That was a great response lap there. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so, I didn't know he said our laugh that great. Uh, apparently, as it turns out. <laughs> um, are there cis civilians? Well, at this point, we don't know whether or not there are. But um, at this point, I'm not opposed to taking hostages. So we're going to, if we see them again, track where they're going. And then we can send... Half of our group to cut them off. So, so split, for the gr split group again. I mean, eh, they're NPCs. It'll be fine. <laughs> they're scrubs. Um, so, in the current moment, I think we're just going to continue on our directed path. Um, but if we happen to see them again, we're going to try to corner them and question them. Okay. All right. Uh, and you are off. Uh, Mel and Gand. You split off from the group. You two are going together. How are you approaching the situation? Are you running? Are you just, you know, balls of the wall, stealthing? How are you handling this? The uh, the sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi from the first <laughs> Star Wars film, the one that we experienced first, not the one that's got the one in front of it. Uh, that's generally Mel's approach. Um, she's avoiding uh, obvious gatherings. She's looking both ways before crossing an intersection. Um, but she's moving with some expedience, and she's not a stealth person, so she's not doing anything other than just making smart choices and being intelligent in, in how she gets to where she's trying to go. And following Mel's lead. Okay. So you're, you're purposely not making noise and purposely moving around. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, uh, it's definitely her intent to, to employ some, some subtlety here. Okay. Um, just like I, I told them, you can definitely tell that there's a major battle going on. It's not like you're just walking through, you know, hallowed halls and such. You're walking through and there's definitely explosions going off, different things happening. Uh, the fortress shakes type thing. Uh, debris gets scattered everywhere. You know, things happen like that. Um, and, and as you're running, I have to say not running, but going uh, quickly through your area... Every once in a while, you do see someone that will stop, look at you, and then run away. Uh, initially, Mel pays it no mind, but uh, she does she does mentally note it as unusual behavior. We we haven't seen anything like this before. No, it's 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 something new, but. These, I mean, they just look at you, and it happens probably about three or four times before it kind of just goes like, what? Okay, well, I mean, their goal is to avoid conflict, so Mel's going to take the blessings where she can. Okay. Um, she continues to press on as quickly as possible, making her way to where the uh, downloaded map indicates um, Frizz and Turk's uh, okay. section of the star. Uh, just following uh, Mel's lead. Yeah. Um, you start walking off and everything, and you start making you come to an elevator uh, that you have to take. A lift of sorts. And um, you will have to use it for a bit. Uh, you walk in, you know, you like input, you know, where you need to go, and it goes off. Uh, Gareth and Gilbot. I am Turk, and this is my favorite shop on the Harbinger. <laughs> 
Um, you pretty much get to where you need to be without incident for some reason. You see patrols, you know, you're hiding and stuff, so you don't have to worry about it. But you, like I said, you still see like a civilian that you know, y'all are quoting as civilians now. Look at you and then just like turns and walks away. Or runs away in most cases as it sees you. But you're pretty much at the doors you think that might be and what by the map standards would be the dock or the 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 head of the ship. I look at <clears throat> two of the guys. I look at the one that, you know, is the heavy weapons guy. He's carrying the heavy Gatling blaster and I'm like, you stand on this side of the door. You stand on this side of the door. Anyone and anything moves in any of these hallways, you shoot at it first and ask questions later. We are taking this bridge. Unless they are gill bombs. Unless they're gill bombs, and then maybe think twice. <laughs> but still only maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, I do want to take a moment uh, to Go say ahead. that, Gareth, I do not like the fact that they are clearly expecting us. There's probably a trap on the other side of this door. Well, we're here to make things happen. And if there are people that aren't just here to pilot the ship, then we're going to take these people out. And the rest of these people are likely not going to be trained for an armed combat situation like this. So, where'd, where'd you put your blaster? Blaster ready. ready. To go? Okay. Who's all going I pull, in? I pull out my gun. I have two guys oh. on either side of the door. Can I kick down the door? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. Ah. Uh, we're going to get one or two more of the boys ready to roll. Uh, and so there's going to be like four of us going into the room, two of us on the doors. And then, yeah, uh, Gilbot kick in the door. I would like to describe Gilbot's method of kicking in the door. Okay. Uh, Gilbot readily ducks down and lifts her leg up. A spring-loaded hip bone disconnects and shoots the leg through the door, ripping it off the hinges as it returns back to her massive body. <laughs> you go up and you kick this door and it rips back and now it's on your leg and now on the floor. Knocks Gareth back because the door is so wide that it knocks him back on the thing. And you hear a whoosh of air come through as nothing happens on the other side of the door. Gareth, At least I made a doornut. You, uh, you see uh, you're knocked on your butt as this door knocks you over as it's pulled away from the hinges and pulled away from the, the track that it's on and nothing's happening. I'm just going to get up, dust myself off, walk on into the bridge and take a look at the hopefully terrified group of folks that are piloting this thing with my Goonies and Gilbot in the back and say, why, hello, Imperial scum. I'm here to take this ship. You walk in. Say that, and you don't hear a single thing. 
All you hear is like machines buzzing and, you know, electronics going off. But when you look out, you notice there are rows of Sith that are laying down with devices all hooked into their brains and their bodies. And they're like all plugged in. Complete like blank stares. No, you know, there's visors over them. They're just like, you can tell they're like kind of like jacked in Matrix style. And you hear the crickets as uh, nothing's happening. <laughs> Gareth will whisper under his breath, damn it, that was going to be so cool. Uh, and then I'll radio into Gand and Malokia and say, we aren't taking the ship, but we can certainly take it down. Mel's radio has been on a really quiet setting. Um, it's a small bug-like creature that just whispers into her ear what people say by hearing things psychically because she doesn't really use technology anymore. Uh, so she hears this kind of quietly, cocks her head slowly to the side, turns back to Gand, assuming he heard the same content, and gives him a look. Gand silently nods. Roger. It seems the ship is piloted using the Force, or at the very least, not any traditional technology. I have a bunch of Sith sitting here with wires plugged into their heads. I'm more than willing to make them not have your heads. Your radio crushes in your hand. I don't like that. Mel just sort of says to herself, that's not how the force works, and keeps going. You, you, uh, you, you, you sit there and you start talking. Gareth and um, Gilbot, you sit there and you, he's, got the, he's got the little, you know, the communication device, and all of a sudden it crunches into his hand. And I'm just going to, like, at this point, roll my eyes, sigh, and, like, start, like, James Bond walking around the room. <laughs> you, you sit there and, you, you know, the, the, the communication device falls from your hand. And you hear this light thud on the ground behind you. And then you hear... I shoot at it. As you hear four lightsabers light up. I shoot at them. Or... (laughs) You sit there and you turn around. And all of a sudden you see this small little girl floating above the ground... That you've seen before. Are they red? <laughs> Lightsabers blazing red. Hair tossed and short and matted. With a mask pulled back. Hood pulled back. And you recognize, although very distorted, very crackled skin, very mutated look as Frizz starts walking to you with double blight two. Double-bladed lightsabers walking toward you and spinning them. And Malokia and Gand. No! No, 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 no. You fucker. You guys have a bad history, too. The Sith could really 
Gand is thinking right now that the Sith could really afford some elevator music. <laughs> Y'all are going up, and like I said, you're sitting there talking on the walkie-talkie, and all of a sudden, it goes dead silent. And I, whatever communication device we want to call it, per se. Sure, yep. Biodegradable walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she kind of hesitates for a second. Nods reluctantly, assumes that Gareth and Gilbot are both dead, and she continues on her purpose. Okay. And uh, Gan, Gan just lets it be. <laughs> he, he, he. There's no point. By the time we get back there, they're dead. Um, you sit there and you're sitting there waiting and trying to get everything going, and all of a sudden. The elevator kind of shudders and goes and gets that, you know, that lift problem. And all of a sudden the doors open up. Hmm. Gand looks a knowing look at Mel. What do you do? Any thoughts here, Gand? They've opened the... They, they've laid out the red carpet for us, haven't they? I guess so. It, it would be a shame to, to, to waste such a lovely trap. Mel extends her hands and then sort of flicks a finger a little bit and her lightsaber materializes in hand. Uh, she ignites it and steps forward. Dan slings up his blaster. Dan, make a, a uh, agility roll to get through the door before it closes. Me? Yes. Agility. This is going to be Or fun. tumbling or acrobatics, whatever would work best for you. Acrobatics. Athletics? I'll give you athletics. Uh, standard what difficulty. Standard. Standard. Yep. You come in and you get through the door, but as soon as you get through the door, you can feel that part of your suit has got crushed in the back. You can tell that if you do not get something working on it, that this could be problems. But you did make it through. It's not torn. It's not torn, but you can tell that okay. there is damage. Okay. Uh, is there anything immediately in the hallway once we got out? No. There's actually a hallway there that just goes left and right. Mel, I know that you're not supposed to work with technological items, but this one might save my life. So, uh, my suit's damaged. <laughs> it's not really a vow of convenience, Gand. It's a vow of necessity. The abilities I have right now are the reason we're hoping to defeat these people. Mm -hmm. Let me see if there's anything I can do that doesn't require sophisticated manipulations. She glances at the damage. 
Uh, is this a duct tape kind of situation or more of a computer programming type of situation? Uh, it's more of a mechanical. You're going to have to try to figure out what's wrong with the suit. Well, it doesn't hurt to look. Uh, she can uh, investigate, see what diagnostics, not necessarily trying to fix it at this stage. No problem. Um, mechanics, you said? Yes. How difficult? Uh, center difficulty. I might know what's going on here. Uh, you notice that some of the regulators that control the flow have been damaged and they are not setting the amount that goes in properly. I, I mean, this is obviously isn't a long-term fix, but it would be possible to just simply disable those regulators and have the remaining ones do the lion's share of the work without necessarily uh, no if you were to dis if you were to disconnect and try to get one it would probably get overloaded okay would break. how much time does the suit have uh you look at it and probably a few hours you have a few hours with this hopefully I'm it shouldn't take us that long to do this good famous last words Oh, sorry. Still that, <laughs> you still have that detonator, Gand? Gand pulls it. Gand hasn't let that leave his hand this whole time. Well, uh, if, if you want, I, I, there, there's got to be a reactor core in this place somewhere. I think the power center here is Turk, and I think we will have to stop him first. Everything else flows from that. Uh, if an older version of me that knew less about what was at stake here would believe the solution we were looking for was technological, like detonating the reactor core, I believe the solution is philosophical. It's connected to the wound in life that the Sith have created here, and Turk is at the very center of that. We'd best press on. She turns abruptly and continues to move. Gand uh, rolls the thermal detonator around in his hand once, Puts it into his pocket. And both hands on the rifle. Um, you can tell that the direction you need to go is right. Um, you're actually like a floor below where you're supposed to be. Once you check everything and get your bearings. And you'll have to climb, you know, a set of stairs to get where you need to go. You make your way there. You climb the stairs. There, you know it. It's still shaky. It's still a mass battle going on. So even while you're talking, it's still happening, type thing. Um. So you get up to the stairs, and then all of a sudden you come down a hallway, and it leads. Thank you. To a large set of double doors. Please. Sorry, food has arrived. A taco salad. As in, squid salad. Hey, you eat a lot of tacos. <laughs> oh, these are squid salad. These are squid. What? Squid they salad. <laughs> um, so, it leads up to that, and that's what you got. A large set of double doors, like 40 feet tall double doors. Compensating for something. What are you going to do? 
Oh. Everybody good? Oh, we may have lost. Everybody hear me? And so nice to open the doors Who for has the literal ready? cricket sound effect going right now? Who has that? It's it's a real life cricket. It's somewhere. <laughs> you can't find it. Is that yours, Jackie? I was wondering I who had that cricket. I can hollering, covering my mouth to get it to stop. <laughs> it's, it's used well for comedic timing. Uh... I literally Sorry. just thought it was and someone I, with a soundboard. Considering you've kind of opened the doors all the way along. Hey, go out. My dogs are being crazy. The end attempts to do one of these overly dramatic door openings where you push both doors at once just to see if they're unlocked. Okay. You push them, they open, no problem. That's trash, whatever he's working on. They open up, no problem. Do we see anything through the opening? You see this large cathedral-esque type area. Pillars on the side, eerie lighting, banners, and down at the end, you see a large raised throne. And someone sitting on top of it. What? From this distance, can Mel clearly recognize who's sitting on that throne? Um, you can't clearly see it. All right. Mel's got her lightsaber outstretched in her hand, and she's walking toward that throne. A slow and steady, methodical pace. Okay. She calls out. What do you call out? Actually blaster, just, he's aiming at whoever's on the throne. Okay. This, this stops now, and this stops today. We're here to end what you've been doing. Okay. You don't hear anything. Nothing happens. Just the quiet hum of a large, empty, echoing room and a glowing blue lightsaber. Uh-huh. Well, she uh, she closes the distance as quickly as she can. You um, get about halfway there, and whoever's sitting on the throne stands up and holds a hand out, and you feel this force push against you and slow you down. Mel slows down uh, with the force sort of pressing against her, staggering to kind of overcome it. Um, but she pushes forward as much as she can uh, against that force, sort of making a show of her resolve. Yeah, so you're pushing against whatever's holding you back. Yes. Okay. You push against it, and then you hear this familiar voice off to your right. Why are you fighting it? Mel turns toward the voice. You look over and it's Turk. But something's not right. Give me an observation check. Same thing with you, uh, Gand. You see this, no problem. Okay. Gand has been behind Mel, but he, since he is not the one to be in melee combat, he has been not... No, you feel this and you see this. Uh, was that perception? Mm-hmm. Okay. Standard. Uh, Standard difficulty. <laughs> well, can't perceive the broadside of a barn right now. He's nope. so focused on that. 
Target. Uh, you notice that it's, it, it's Turk, but something's not right. You're not sure. Something seems off. Mel answers the question directly. Uh, she says, I'm fighting it because you gave up. You were done fighting it and someone has to pick up the torch. And she continues to try to press on toward the throne. Uh, she turns away from the sort of specter of Turk. Uh, you notice it's not a specter. It's a full-fledged person. Physical being and all. But you hear from the left. But the voices change just a little bit. And you can tell that the voice is damaged somewhat. And you look over and you see a Turk holding a cane. And kind of limping. Why? You could just be one of us and get it over with. Mel doesn't understand exactly what's going on. What in her study with the Udbanar or in any of her own understandings of the Force could be happening. But she's familiar with the idea that specters, visions, or challenges may present themselves in these contexts. So she tries to engage charitably, but she's not being distracted from her mission. She says... It's the path of the Jedi and always has been to take the hard road to stop the injustice, to bring us a galaxy of peace. It's my hope to finally restore a place for life in this world. And, 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 and you look over and you see this person. Dad, you see this same thing. And you see, you know, on the right is a Turk that is fairly... Average build, no problem. And then on the left, you see a Turk that is what you remember seeing when he found your secret hideout and killed Lottie and Sarge. And then up in front of you, you finally see this hood pulled back and you see a Turk that is definitely destroyed by the dark side. Uh, veins running through, blackened eyes, blackened skin. Um, definitely has been twisted by the dark side. And you hear a voice come up and goes, Just join us. Make it easy. We can give you whatever you want. You want peace in the galaxy? We can give you peace in the galaxy. Me and my brothers can give you peace in the galaxy. Mel hesitates for a moment. And she says, I've never had an easy path in my entire life. Everything has been a difficult journey of overcoming and of struggle. The easy way rarely yields the answers that you're looking for. Oh, it won't be easy, but it'd definitely be better for you and the galaxy. We shall see. And she, she holds her lightsaber out in front of herself, ready to, uh, to strike. And again, she presses against the invisible force holding her back. You press on, and all of a sudden you feel the pressure from both sides pushing you back and holding you back. And you see these figures walking closer. Uh, she holds together a defensive stance and gets ready to, uh, to protect herself against them. Okay. And cutscene. <laughs> I have a question pre-cut, by the way. Okay, go ahead. Just about the room. All right. Is this, like, a room with a lot of glass? No, no glass at all. 
so it's not open to the outside. No. Like, not like the Emperor's throne room or anything. Nope. Can't see a single thing. Okay. All dark. All pillars. And just a throne. And banners. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the other scene. Um, everybody at the bridge. Roll initiative. Roll initiative? Ah. Uh, cool initiative? Yes. Now, is this the kind of initiative we put the difficulty dice in or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm really sorry about the cranking, you guys. My windows are closed and everything. You're fine. It it's, it's actually pretty funny <laughs> in some I'm scenes. Sure it isn't at my house right now. <laughs> ah, Ooh. here we go. Ugh. All right, initiative. Gara shoots first. Yeah, these are some of the worst rolls. This is like bottom of the barrel stuff going on here. All right, uh, and it's actually whoever, because I mean, by the rules, you can choose whoever goes first. But Gareth shoots first. Gareth's going to go and choose <laughs> first anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are you going to do, Gareth? You see Frizz, double-bladed lightsaber, spinning, one in front, one behind, walking towards you. Uh, yeah. I'm shooting it. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. I have other options. What are my difficulty dice? Yeah, difficulty's a little bit raised. I can only imagine that it, uh, it uh, might be hard. Yeah, there's a red in there. Only one? Two. How many? Uh, purples. That Two is. purples. Well, let's make it three reds and one purple. And just, uh, you know what? It'll be quick one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I don't know how that's better, but yeah. <laughs> pew, pew! Oh, God. Um, you know what? It could be worse. I'm just going to reroll all the positive dice. All the positive <laughs> dice? I'm going to reroll the two yellow dice that I have. Okay. All right. So that means uh, we net out a threat. I'm sorry. You net out a threat. Yeah. yeah. Only one threat instead of two fails. Instead of two fails and two threats. Two threats. Yeah. You only you 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 change it out where it's just a negative result. Exactly. As opposed to a very negative. Yeah, that was a very, very negative. Because all I was going to do is, uh, as that very bad negative, she would have ricocheted and hit one of the guys behind. So, you sit there and you shoot, and the lightsaber blocks it, and it shoots up into the roof. Blasts a hole into the top. Nothing, you know, just cosmetic. Um, You hear this cackle and scream, and all of a sudden you hear that blood-curdling... Wraith scream coming from her voice box that you think is what it is. And she leaps forward and looks at it and jumps right towards Gil. Gil, what is your defensive? Any negatives besides two purples? Yeah, nothing. I don't have anything for defensive, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
As she leaps forward, she sweeps underneath you and sweeps up as she comes up with one of the dual lightsabers, turning one off so she doesn't cut herself in the face and brings one up and skirts the other one around and brings her towards your legs at the same time. Oh, my leggies. And we'll get a bonus with it. And you get a bonus with it. Okay. Because she's using the acrobatics. <clears throat> okay. Um, she jumps up, hitch, comes up and rakes up right next to you, hits one of your legs, and will definitely be in the crit chart. Uh, as you cannot save on any of this. <laughs> because it is a saber. My springy legs. Um, where is... All right. I forgot where my file... I forgot to bring that up. file up. Jeez, um, Gil, why didn't you make your entire body out of kurtosis? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Where's my cheat sheet? There's my cheat sheet. And... You want to roll the D hundred to see what happens to you? you yeah, let's do it. You immediately <laughs> take uh, ten points of damage. Wow! Your two okay. characters are killing each other. That's <laughs> <laughs> that <is> true. <laughs> and the, and the, it gets even more complicated because the one character already killed my other character, Gilboy One. Uh, eighty-two. So a ninety-two. Which oh, is it's not ninety-two. Bad. Yeah, because you for. Yes. Right, she's not bad. I thought like that was like a really bad thing. No, you still take the damage, which is ten points, uh, but you do take a strain per action. You do something. Okay. I'm munching real quick. You're good. Gil, uh, what are you gonna do? Um, uh, I shout. <laughs> you killed my procreation. And uh, she attempts to shoot at Frizz as she is exiting this assault. Okay. Um, spinning my body, uh, specifically torso, 360 to get a better shot on her. Or no, 180. Haha, <laughs> 360 <laughs> wouldn't go anywhere. So, hey, I'm actually going to shoot my gun. What do I roll to shoot that with? Just, just standard <laughs> difficulty? Um, you actually have two purples and one red. Two purples, one red? Okay. Mm -hmm. Since half of her sabers are turned off. Ah. You actually hit. What is the damage of your weapon? Uh, I think it's six. Let me just double check here. Holy six. hell, you really hit. Yeah, you hit good. You do get an advantage out of it. What are you going to do with it? Oh, um... I don't know. Can I use it like roleplay? Can I say that uh, the advantage I got allowed me to reroll my gun quickly without taking strain? Because no, I was... you will always take strain because this is damage. You could right. give Evan a <laughs> blue to die. that a little bit. <laughs> you could give Evan a blue die. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Cha ching. Okay, she uh, she takes this blast to the side. You can hear her hiss and, you know, go up in pain as she floats back a bit from your blaster fire. Was not totally expecting that. Uh, whoever wants to go next is next. Uh, I guess well, it would just be you. I, I mean, yeah, if you want to... It wanted, shouldn't be the dread of double turn, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to continue to make bad decisions, but I have a blue die this time. You do. So strain set to four. Kapow! Oh. <laughs> huh. That's, uh... Huh. What do you want to do, Gareth? Um, I'm debating whether or not I want to reroll my my dice, but they're actually pretty good. It's just the the red dice are also. Mm -hmm. Uh, there there is a die you can reroll. The blue one. Mm hmm. That seems bad. <laughs> I can only do this three times a session. <laughs> If there's a, if there is a possibility of a success on the blue die, it will go through because all of the other dies have canceled out. Mm hmm. Huh. What do you do? Dun -dun -dun -dun. I'm gonna okay. So second use of this procession, I'm gonna reroll the yellow and the blue. So the yellow that is one success that is. All right. Yeah. Okay, net the same. Cool. <laughs> totally worth uh, Nothing happens. You shoot off. Get some blaster fire. She ducks underneath it. And comes up and is like, Why? You're not even worth it. Why even join them? They don't care about you. They never have. They never will. They let a bomb go off around your neck. You're not even worth my time. And she turns around to Gil. As as she comes back, she takes both sabers and plunges them, tries to plunge them deep and crisscross across your chest, Gilbot. No! Uh. That sucks. I'm going to roll defense, I guess, on that. No, I roll. Let's see if I hit you. Because uh, your defense against melee is just two. Zero. Well, I have zero to the yeah. bonus to it, you know. You sit there and you hold if, and you feel these two sabers hit right into your chest cavity and got going across. And as soon as they do, you hear this. You you hear your circuits frying. And your battery power is going off and going down, but you hear this, Mother, Mother, Mother. And you can see, Gareth, you look over and you can see the eyes of <clears throat> Gil Gilbot is flickering and fading, and then a pile of robotic pieces hit the ground. You take 13 and two crits on top of it. Oh, no. I don't even know, like, <laughs> negative 11. <laughs> <laughs> so you count up. So you'd be at. Oh, I count up, so I'd be at 20, uh, 20, uh, 23, yeah. So you take a crit at plus 11? Roll a d100 and we'll add 11 to it. Ah. Ah, not bad. 
Uh, that's instant death, actually. Plus 11. That's, that's 160. Yes, it is. One. What? Sorry. Plus 110. Oh. Is, 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 is it? <laughs> Why sorry, did I read it's an extra all? zero on the end of there. <laughs> I was like, this is some of that Canadian math. <laughs> that metric system going out for us again before before gil flickers out she wants to send a one word signal out to gilboy go ahead uh bridge okay you see gilbot's body all the lights and the mechanical parts and the stiffness of her arms kind of let loose and drop. As she's dropped into like five pieces. And the cricket is dead. No. <laughs> no, the cricket is still alive. Uh, boom. Well, does uh, that mean I get her point in the initiative order, too? It's up to you. You only got well, one initiative. You're first. How many Sith Goonies are piloting this ship? Probably about 20, you can estimate, real by a quick glance. That's more shots than I can make before I get killed. <laughs> you don't want to double or nothing, all of them? I mean, like, I can double or nothing, but, like, unless I'm, like, lining up shots to go through multiple people at once, it's, uh, it's a whole lot of pew, and then I'm cut in half. Um, <laughs> so we're going to take another shot at Frizz, I suppose. And we're just going to cross our fingers and pray. It's only two and, red. Uh, it's, only, it's only one red and two purple this time. Oh! Oh, well, we'll make it two red and one purple instead. Oh, shh. Mm, whatever. Uh, all right. Strain set to six. And set to six. Uh, and kaboom. You hit. I hit. Oh, I didn't get any advantage, though. Nope, no advantage, though. All right, 12 damage. Okay, you hit. You can tell she. you, you took a good chunk out of that time, and she backs away. And hits back. But the shots you shot, one of them went right past her and hit one of the windows. And you can hear it creaking and you hear a sucking noise. I'm going to give her a toothy grin. <laughs> you give the grin. She like kind of looks back. And then turns back towards you. And goes, this is where it ends. And she leaps past you. As all of a sudden, you see a bunch of bots attached to the windows. And you hear this voice coming through the, through the glass. Mother said to come the girl's direct route. 
and you start seeing all these gill bombs attaching to the window. All of them. Every 3,000 gill bombs are attached to the window. And you hear this noise, and everybody hears this in their speakers and in their thing. Mother. 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 Answer me, mother. We're Boy, here. you made him mad now. Mother. And all of a sudden, you see Frizz go flying past you. And all of a sudden, you start seeing red lights start ticking on all 3,000 bombs. And it's like a flash of red stars in front of you. What do you do? I've created a monster. Where's Frizz running to? Past you, out the door. Can I tackle her before she gets to the, through the door? No, but you could use a force and flip a die and I'll give you a chance, but you got to give me a creative one. Be careful, she's oily. <laughs> so like wrangling a hog. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna flip a. I'm gonna flip a, a light side point to do, I guess, a targeted shot at the legs. Okay. To make sure that she can't get out the door before this happens. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I'm gonna, I'll double or nothing it even, just cause, it, <laughs> this may be the last time we get to do that. Um, Alright. So, called shot, legs. Uh, boom, boom. Maybe literally. <laughs> Bruno! Can I also flip the light side point to reroll it? Nope, you only one light. Spend... Oh, wait, fair enough. You have a you third know. use of your ability, don't you? I do, actually. This is your last chance. Last chance. I might as well, so I'll re-roll all the positive dice. So re-roll oh, all three of them, because I need uh, successes as opposed to the billion advantage I got. Correct. Oh! oh. So we get, with ahead. that, we cancel out all the... It's, it's completely even. Completely even? Completely even. Ah. Oh. You, like, shoot. You, like, throw your blaster out. You just kind of, like, double whip gunshots, throwing the blasters across the ground. And it's, like, skidding and hitting close to her. And all of a sudden, you, like, go for the feet. And she leaps back through the doorway, puts her sabers on her back, and, like, just is like, you can't do nothing. And then she dives out the back of the door. And the door's shut. The door can't shut. It was kicked out. Correct, as now security doors shut. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Gareth, um, what do you do? Right? As we go now, back to Turk. Yeah. Oh, I guess. <laughs> well, at least I got a minute to think about it. Um, Turk uh, is standing there, and both of y'all give me another observation roll. Um, an investigation because something is not right, but you feel you should know what's going on. Mel doesn't. Mel doesn't do shit. Which one's investigation? I don't see that. Uh, perception. I've been perception, using. Perception. Yeah. Okay. 
That's what I was trying to figure out because. Dan, you notice that each one of these Turks look like different ones, but is the same person. You've never seen the guy that was on the throne, but you have definitely seen the other two. The one that's sitting on your right, you have seen him before. Back when you first got to their secret hideout. The older one with the cane that's walking is definitely looks like the one that found you in your hideout and kill Sergeant Lottie. The guy on the throne you've never seen before. You know it's Turk. Because it looks like Turk, but you've never seen him before. Mel's completely... Darn it, the player knows what's going on here. I've seen the prestige before. Gand has not. <laughs> never know. Uh, you start making your way and you start to push, but you're feeling this pressure put back on you and you're kind of sliding back a bit. And he's like, our brothers will help you. Let me and my brothers help you. You've already killed one of us. You don't need to kill the other three. Mel stops for a moment, solidifying her stance, and says, What do you mean, killed one of you? You killed one of our brothers. Mel's not very observant, but she is pretty clever. Um, she's starting to figure out something's not... You bastard. Is there, um, like, our triplets or, um, I guess at this point they're, what, quintuplets? Are quintuplets common in the Chiss? Uh, I mean, Mel's Chiss as well. Quadruplets. Um, it's quadruplets is what you're yeah. looking at. Um, yeah, they're kind of common. All right. Um, she takes a second and she just looks them over a little bit more carefully and says... Um, why? Why the deception? Why the need for illusion? There's no illusion. We just needed to make sure that you were right. And? Were we? Yeah, join us. Join the Sith and let us take control of this galaxy and end all the suffering of his people. Why find us and train us as a resistance movement? Why did you send one of your brothers to do that? He deviated from the path, so we had to kill him. See. Well, I should say, we didn't have to kill him. You killed him for us. Well, if we've killed one of you, I guess we might as well complete the set. Mel turns, and instead of trying to come directly toward the one with the throne, uh, she sort of feels for if there's any way she can get at one of the ones um, that are closer to her. Okay. Um, which one are you going to go at? You, the one on the left and right are the closest. 
They're roughly about equal. Let me do a quick clear real quick. I mean, are you going to strike out? Yeah, Mel's, Mel's definitely, uh, she's going to try to attack with her, with her sabers, see if she can um, catch them off guard uh, in, in their moment of dialogue. Okay. Uh, that would be a cool check instead of a vigilant. Uh, so if you're going to act, go ahead and give me that. Uh, let me remove all of this. And go ahead and give me that. Uh, difficulty dice? Standard. Two purples. They, they just weren't rolled with their roll. Oh, sorry. Give me one second, guys. I need to answer a quick text. I'm probably going to need to take off in a few minutes, too. Ooh, okay, so why don't we do this? If you have to take on in a few minutes, I don't want to start a combat with Fair. you doing this right away so why don't we pause it here okay everybody okay with I think this fair enough. yeah i mean i, I, I don't mean, if becca has to go i don't want to push her to this. to you know be in the middle of the fight um i am okay with this i will not be able to play next week however okay so we are at the end part one of this episode <laughs> um Becca has to leave early, which we're okay with. That's not a problem. Uh, we will start back exactly where we left off with the start of combat between Triple Turks and <laughs> Malokia and Gand. And then we will deal with what happens when starlights appear on the bridge of a deck. It's like a Bill Nye the Science Guy episode. You can figure it out. I feel less, far less excited in this particular situation than I did as a child watching Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs>